2: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Weird. That is the way the uh, Washington Commanders described their Week 13 tie with the New York Giants, NFC East Division rivals. We're going to dive into all the weirdness. and going to give you our thoughts, our reactions. Uh, they didn't lose, so we're going to hand out some game balls. Stock up, stock down, as we always do. We're going to get to... All the weirdness right here on a weird episode of Locked On Commanders.
3: You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome, Commanders fans, to this Locked On Commanders live episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We're free and available on all platforms, including the WUSA 9 Plus app, which you can find on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And, of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day, especially your first listener view following the Washington Commanders latest contest, which didn't go uh, as we would have hoped, but it also didn't go... As bad as it could have, I'm David Harrison. My co-host sitting next to me is Chris, the Rooster Russell, both Russell, not Russell. Both of us, uh, credential members of the media covering your Washington Commanders. Chris here is doing it for the Team 980. We find he and Pete Medhurst live 9 a.m. to noon Eastern every Monday through Friday or anytime on the Odyssey app. You can find me writing about your Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Yes, indeed. We are at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey.
2: Today's episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast is presented by our friends at Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Pick between two and five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. That's first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you use the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. All right, so 2020, fit to be tied, a draw, as they say in the World Cup, right? <laughs> um, you know, David, uh, <laughs> the big takeaway has to be, and you mentioned it at the very top, weird players' reaction for us. Yeah. You know, it, for me, I don't want to speak for you. It's a tie that feels, look, it, it, it feels much more like a loss than a win to me. I maybe I'm just negative. I, I but I'm being honest. It feels like more of a loss than a than than a tie. I I guess is where I'm coming from. Um it is a tie and and you take that over a loss. That's the best thing. Yeah. The Commanders blew an early 10 nothing lead in this one. You had to know it wasn't going to be that easy, but For a time period there, you thought, hmm, maybe this was kind of like going to be Houston and be a little bit in cruise control. Boy, was that wrong because it was a nail-biter all the way to the end. They tied it up late after giving up the lead. Uh, A great touchdown drive. They had a chance to win it in both at the end of regulation and in overtime. Blew that, blew that. And then they hang on for dear life and walk away again. (laughs) The first tie since Gus Farratt, rammed his head mm. into the FedEx field wall, yeah. a 7-7 tie back in 1997 between these two teams.
0: Yeah, that was that was interesting. I remember that, uh, again, wasn't covering the team at the point. But, I mean, if you were a football fan, you knew uh, about that whole thing going down. So that was obviously an interesting time. This also an interesting time. But, yeah, Chris, like you said, you know, in the beginning, it, it almost looked like maybe Washington was going to be able to kind of run away with this thing, take control early, maintain control, and really kind of put it on. Uh, the New York Giants, but you ho- you almost had a kind of sinking sensation, right? It starts off, the Giants get the ball first, and there's a, a Daniel Jones fumble recovered by Jamin Davis, and the Commanders get their first drive of the game starting in plus territory, in New York Giants territory, drive down the field a little ways, and Taylor Heineke misses Logan Thomas on what would have been mm-hmm. an easy, easy touchdown. They get a Joey Sly field goal, but you just you had that sense, and everybody in the press box kind of saying, like, those four points could be really, really big. And then later on down in the game, Joey Sly misses a field goal, which, of course, Chris, because you don't have 100% faith in Joey Sly all the time, you caught some flack for, for that whole situation. I catch um, a lot of unfair And that's, you know, that's seven points right there. Yeah. But then you also look in, in the you know first drive of the third quarter, and head coach Ron Rivera kind of emphasized this point in the game as a critical point of what ended up happening, you know, becoming a tie. That turnover deep in your own zone ends up in the New York Giants. Uh, touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. look, you know, a, a regular change of possession. Potentially, the Giants get a field goal anyway. So, if you take those three points away, you still look at this game and you give away four points on what should have been a touchdown on the opening drive. Mm-hmm. You give away three points on that field goal. That's seven. Mm-hmm. You give away another four points if you only give the defense credit for anything other than a field goal. And you still, I mean, you come away from this game as a two-two-two possession winner right. versus. A tie, but it wasn't all bad. There were some good moments of the game, obviously, because they didn't lose. Um, so, Chris, let's get to our plays of the game real quick. I'll let you kick it off with what your play of the game was.
2: Yeah, this wasn't necessarily good, but it was kind of the start of something that went against the Commanders, and and that's probably the best way I could put it. the The, the not so good was rookie uh, Christian Holmes, who's you know playing for Benjamin St. Juice, allows a 55 yard uh, catch and completion. To Darius Slayton, right, who didn't practice on Thursday and Friday, he was ill, so we didn't know if he was definitely going to play or not. And live, David, watching it here at MetLife Stadium, and we weren't sitting exactly next to each other, but near each other. I thought he had pushed off. The replays that I've been he able did. to see, you know, on Fox on Twitter, didn't exactly show me what I thought I saw live. But maybe it's just the angle. Maybe I'll get a better angle of it. But I, I, I think. It was, again, created separation by Darius Slayton, which allows the catch, which theoretically is the technical definition of offensive pass interference. So that call goes against Washington. It goes from the Giants 19. This is a 10-3 game at the point With Washington the lead, you just mentioned some of the squandered points early, but they have the lead 10-3. They go from the Giants 19 on first down to the Washington 26, and then four plays later, Saquon Barkley runs right up the gut for a 13-yard touchdown. So before you know it, it's 10-10 in a snap of a finger, right, which is what big chunk plays, explosive plays allow you to do. It's why you know we always talk about that. But it changed the context of the game because all of a sudden you went from feeling like Okay, 10-0, like you've got this thing in control. All of a sudden it's 10-10, and before you know it, you know, the, the Giants didn't get the lead right away, but early in the third quarter they did get the lead, and it was almost like now you're chasing the game, and now you're, oh, my gosh, in, 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 you know maybe you can lose. Right. So it was kind of a tough play, and it was the first of at least four calls that I think went against the Commanders today.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 10-10, but in reality, you know, if you're Washington, you're losing that game because yeah. the momentum has shifted. I mean, look, coming off, so you have the turnover on the first drive of the game for the Giants, they so coming off their second drive of the game, they don't get any points and they're getting booed. Mm-hmm. They're getting booed by the MetLife so, Stadium. Right. And I mean, right. I you know, I was impressed that MetLife was as filled as it is because even though they have a winning record this season, you know, they're still kind of giants. Daniel Jones really haven't had a whole lot of success, but this place was packed and they were booing their own team in the first quarter. And I was I was kind of surprised. By that, so you really had you have the crowd working in your favor. If you're Washington, you have the game going in your favor. You know, look, Christian Holmes. I don't agree with the call. I don't think the coaches agreed with the call. I think they're probably going to avoid getting fined by the NFL really close to Christmas, so they're not going to publicly come out and say that. But I do, I do get the the vibe uh, that they don't agree. But really, that kind of that moment in the game, they kind of sparked something about Christian Holmes. And you know, again, this is a late round draft pick. A young guy, a rookie, you know, starting in place of Benjamin St. Juice had a very solid game last week, did not have a very good game this week. Even if you take away that that 55-yard hit uh, w- against Darius Slayton and, and say, you know, it should have been a penalty that wasn't called, even beyond that, you know, he ends up giving up a touchdown, ends up getting pulled and replaced. Danny Johnson eventually comes in for him. Saw Ron Rivera in the locker room having a nice heart-to-heart moment with Christian. Don't know what he said because we didn't eavesdrop, didn't ask coach, didn't ask Christian, leaving him alone, kind of letting him, uh, have the moment you know. again he's a young guy don't want to don't want to kind of be part of the problem right so allow the coach to do but I think it's very good to see Ron Rivera taking his young cornerback you know and look it wasn't even it wasn't a demonstrative thing like there was only a couple of us thing that really noticed that it was happening and going on um, so you know just kind of one of those things it's just one of those moments um, so what would be a turning point in a loss but it's tie. so we also have a good play and for me that's the Jahan Dotson Touchdown. And obviously it leads to the tie game, leads to overtime and an opportunity to win the game when you kind of look like maybe you were gonna lose this one. But beyond that, Jahan Dotson, I mentioned this earlier, and you know, we know we has not he hasn't had a great connection with Taylor heineke so far since he came back from his hamstring uh injury. But there was a play, I think going back to uh last week where Taylor throws the ball to Jahan, but he throws the ball where Jahan is. The problem with that was that Jahan had read the defense, read the situation, and actually had made a move to go turn up field and get open in the back corner of the end zone. Now Symmetry, syn- you know, synchronicity, they don't know each other very well, so maybe Taylor didn't realize Jahan was going to do that. But I pointed that out back then as kind of a sign of just how smart Jahan Dotson is as a rookie wide receiver. I think we saw some of that intelligence on the field uh, today against the New York Giants, and Taylor Heineke is starting to recognize what he has in that young receiver. I think we're starting to see the natural progression of that relationship. And plus, I mean, what a six-spin move Jahan Dotson put on the entire Giants secondary, really. He's pretty good when he's healthy. Absolutely. So John Dodson, you know, that's that's my play of the game. So we have a turning point. We have a play of the game. One of both, which, of course, is what you get when you have a tie. But we also got stock reports. Who's up? Who's down? We're going to get into that following a Giants commanders game in New Jersey. Uh, that's my really bad accent imitation. Uh, but, Chris, you got something to say first.
2: I'm from New York and I don't even have a great New York accent anymore. I've lived too many places for too long. All right. This episode is brought to you by Total wine and more you might have to start drinking heavily just being honest with you and safely and safely not driving uh after a 2020 tie between the commanders and the new york giants but this holiday guys Find what you love at Total Wine and More. So many great bottles to choose from. It's easy to find a new single barrel bourbon with perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guy, right? Who doesn't need a friendly guy? All the confidence and knowing you're something, you're going to find something special for the lowest price. Uh, I shop at Total Wine and More all the time. It's a great spot, and you can even get some food items there, too, on top of that. But only at wine, uh, Total Wine & More, you're going to get curbside pickup, delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits Not Sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21.
0: At Locked On Commanders, we believe that you should be aware of what's going on around your home and with your family. You should feel secure in your own home, especially – Around this time of the holidays, where where robberies and and home break-ins and thievery off of your porch, especially those Amazon label packages, uh, become an all or come to an all-time high, and you can get the protection that you need with the number one rated home security system from Simply Safe, the same Simply Safe systems that I use to protect my own home uh, in the great state, the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Commanders, listeners, and viewers forty percent off of a new security system. So don't put this off. I'm going to tell you right now that. So, right now I'm in New Jersey. Tomorrow I'm going to be in Florida. And you know what? The entire time I'm away, I can stay connected to my family, to my property. I can see what's going on if I need to at the touch of a button on my handy dandy cell phone. You too can feel that safety and security in the palm of your hands. Again, get 50, 40% off of new, any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Today, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
2: Right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Also, be sure to check out the Locked On Today, uh, Locked On Sports Today podcast, I should say, uh, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard. And behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We're here at MetLife stadium. This will serve of course, uh, as our post game Monday episode can't call it a victory Monday. It's been a while since we haven't been able to do that tie Monday fit to be tied Monday, whatever it is. And of course we will have a little bit of a lessened schedule this week because David, the commanders go into the buy. That's right, a late buy with the 2020 tie. So they will have no media availability. They will have no practices. They will have nothing for at least a week. So we're going to dial it back just a little bit. But first, we tell you about stock up and stock down. And um, I'll toss it over to you first, uh, because I think there are, despite the kind of empty feeling there are some things to feel good about here
0: there are some things to feel good about and and i want to i want to clarify something real quick in the live chat we're getting some questions about how taylor heineke struggled in this game mm-hmm. and and uh from from ju- judging the gauge of the comments i don't think you guys or at least the, those of you commenting during the live episode necessarily agree and, and that's 100 fine now taylor heineke did have his his best qbr of the season i think over 100 which isn't mm-hmm. a, a common qbr for him two touchdowns no interception so look from a stat standpoint and that's kind of one of the points that one of the viewers is making absolutely one of his best games of his career and probably the best game uh, of the season i would venture to say that without pulling up the game by game stats but you have to look past the stats guys right and we were kind of already talked about this you missed the wide open touchdown to logan thomas that's huge and and taylor heineke said this in his own uh, post-game press conference that there are plays that he's got to make he's got to do things better the offensive line certainly had some very bad moments Mm -hmm. on their own that put taylor heineke under peril. But both of the fumbles, the one that he lost and the one that ended up getting recovered, both of those are passes that you need to see him get out of his hand faster. Those are progressions that needs to get through faster. And I remember we uh, they showed on the MetLife video board one of the strip sacks. Uh, they highlighted how quickly their defender got to Taylor Heineke. It was about 4.5-something something seconds that it took him to get in there. That is a long time in the NFL. Look, three seconds is about what you expect as an NFL quarterback. Four and a half seconds is a lot of time. Tell in the you national football on. league, too long because you you're holding on to the ball too long. Taylor Heineke last week, and I don't want this to turn into a Taylor Heineke bashing session because that's not what we're here to do and that's not what we want to do. But the question was raised, so we're going to answer it. Um, you, you, know, you know, but I'll just, I'll just jump in
2: here. I was going to go with him for my stock up, and yeah. that was like a late change, and it was only to be fair to him, right? Yeah. Because I, I do, we all do, we all criticize him for the throws he doesn't make. You've mentioned several times. Right. The logo, you got to make that throw. you you, you just got to make that throw, period. And there's other throws that he's laid on that he didn't make. Now, he did not throw any interceptions today, but had the sack fumble loss. Here's why I gave him stock up. Not only what you mentioned, QBR, two touchdowns, 275, threw a bunch, right, 41 times, plus the five sacks, which, again, is too much, but not all of that is on him, understandably. I think saving the game on the Kayvon Thibodeau, Un, virtually untouched sack in late mm, overtime inside bad. the five-yard yeah. line may have, been, may have been his best, worst play, whatever right. you want to call it, because it saved the game, the fact that he did not fumble that football, yeah. and it could have gone, you know, obviously rolling into the end zone and recovered by the Giants, or the Giants could have recovered, you know, inside the five and then easily kicked the field
0: goal. And he didn't try to escape by running into the You're end right. zone, which could You're have right. been even worse, or You're running right. – Around the end zone, you end up with the right. holding penalty and all these other things. So, yeah, so, so, look, so I'm
2: going to go stock up on him right. with, yeah. with, with a caveat. I and, mean, we're, we're, we're not dumb here. We realize, <laughs> you know, we realize he's got a lot of things yeah. to
0: improve on. Now, let's flip the script on this. My stock down mm-hmm. is the offensive line. So, what you guys are talking about, right? So, Taylor did have some struggles in this game. The offensive line is getting the stock down while Taylor Heine gets a little bit of the stock right. up because you did see some smarter plays. But again, remember, Taylor during the week said there are moments he saw in his previous games where he knows. He should have gone back and run the ball there are some of those moments he's going to watch tape on mm-hmm. this game he's going to say the exact same, same thing. thing and it's one thing to know in hindsight that you had some opportunities it's another to take those those lessons learned turn them into game day action that's what you need to see from taylor Heineke. so again those things combined that's why the label is taylor Heineke struggle because he did struggle guys um but the offensive line gets to stock down not just for their performance and yeah that nasty sack that they gave up there in overtime which nobody can put on Taylor Heine. Again, I don't care what your opinions are uh, about anything, but not only that, but also the injuries they get Wes Schweitzer back. And now you lose Sam Cosme, you lose Larson. So literally one step forward, two steps back, stock down for the offensive line.
2: Yeah. And for me, stock down the tight end group, Logan Thomas. uh, Yes. He was wide open. Yes. It should have been a touchdown as we've chronicled on the first series, but he also had two penalties. Now, one of them, From our vantage point, I couldn't really tell, but Ron Rivera was not happy about it. A lot of people, a lot of fans on Twitter were certainly not happy about it. It was the, I I think they called it ultimately illegal uh, block above the waist or whatever they called it officially. Yeah. It was, I think, two plays after a false start, and it really derailed a promising drive. And then Cole Turner also had a holding penalty on a wide sweeping run by Brian Robinson. Now what I don't know is if Brian Robinson would have been able to make that run without the help and the aid of the Cole Turner hole, but right. three penalties on my tight ends. And, you know, to be honest with you, I you know, Thomas again, should have had the touchdown there, but he only had what, um, uh, I'm trying to look in my notes here real quick. Just a couple of catches uh, for not a, not an appreciable amount of yards. I forget it was three catches on four targets or whatever it was uh, for 20-some-odd yards. It just wasn't enough juice to make up for the problems yeah. in the tight ends. And if the tight ends got credit for the running game last week, which many of us did, and, and they deserve it, and John Bates had the touchdown, well, then today we say – need a little bit more out of the
0: tight ends yeah absolutely and then my stock up finally to wrap up this section is going to be Deron Payne and this isn't so much about this cons- this specific game because funny enough we have a live YouTube comment that said the D-line looks slow at parts of the game and I agree there were kind of there were points in the game where I kind of wanted to see the D-line get a little bit more penetration mm-hmm. cause a little bit more disruption but Deron Payne another two sack performance uh, had some other harassing plays on the defensive side of the ball and, and made some good plays in the running game as well Really, the stock up, though, is not so much this game. It's the entire season. We came into the season Mm -hmm. talking about Deron Payne potentially being traded. And and is the effort always there? And is he really a part of the future of this line? If Adrian Mathis gets drafted in the second round, if you approach this offseason, obviously, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this when the time comes. But if you approach this offseason the way we talked about them approaching it last year, where you take what you know about your roster and make decisions based off of that, not what you hope to have. Well, you don't know what you have in Fedarian Mathis because he's been injured all season. Not a, not a dig on Fedarian, just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But behind Duran, you don't have a true blue starting defensive tackle to put next to Jonathan Allen. I almost said Jonathan Williams. Um, to put next to Jonathan Allen. If that's the case and what Duron Payne showed us this season, what you know about Duron Payne, you got to keep him. Not saying a five-year contract necessarily, but at least a franchise tag, you got to keep Duron Payne. I think that going from maybe you don't keep him in the offseason to now you kind of have to keep him. You really can't make an excuse not to keep him. Stock up for Durant, Payne. Yeah,
2: there's no question the narrative has changed. Also keep an eye on John Ridgeway. He made a couple of plays late in this game that helped them get off the field on three and outs that gave the offense time and opportunity. So that's a guy who is nicely developed despite some controversial moments here. All right, guys, when we return for uh, our final segment from here at MetLife Stadium, yes, some game balls and maybe some guys that need to pick it up a little bit. But first, this episode is brought to you by our friends at PrizePicks and PrizePicks.com. How does it work? Well, pick between two and five players if they uh, score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Now, of course, it depends on what kind of entry you put together. There's all sorts of different options, but you're not competing against, I'm not competing against David when I play prize picks. You're not competing against your buddy or some random. Uh, jabroni out there, some nine-to-five ham and egg or, No, you are competing against the prize picks projections. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Simple Couple of clicks of the mouse, very easy, guys. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Prize app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports right now. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you deposit 100. Promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, you're gonna get that 100. You deposit 50, you're gonna get 50. It's all for you. Don't forget the prime, uh, the promo code locked on. That's locked on
3: at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, guys. Wrapping up this uh, Tied Up Monday episode of Locked On. Commanders. not Misery Monday. It's not Victory Monday. I mean, look. A lot of the players and coach bears it look it feels like a loss taylor Heineke said it feels like a loss it's a tie but it feels like a loss ron Rivera said it doesn't help us uh it doesn't hurt us but it doesn't help us i would actually argue that it could help you i mean we've seen ties actually benefit teams it's almost mm-hmm. like a half loss a half win and maybe that half win gets you a better seed or a better match we'll see that'll be something we talk about at the end of the year but to finish up this episode we are going to hand out with some game balls uh some guys that did do well had some good performances and chris um well for those of you who maybe don't remember or kind of new to the show, we do this a little bit of hockey style. So blending a little bit of hockey, a little bit of football. We've got three stars in hockey. We call it three game balls here on the show. Three, two, one. Uh, third is, I guess, your least game ball. Not not to put it uh, rudely, but that's just kind of the way it is. And then our top game ball is the game ball number one. We'll start off with number yeah, three. Yeah,
2: and sometimes number three can be important too. And as Absolutely. we've illustrated, Jahan Dotson with the game tying touchdown. But overall, much more active and much more involved in the offense, five catches, 54 yards. I think he had nine targets, so good to see him fully back in the fold now. It's been a while. We haven't seen him in the end zone since week four against Dallas. Think about that. He had four touchdowns in his first four NFL games. Haven't you know, really seen him explode onto the scene until today or Sunday, Uh, and again, game time touchdown, as David noted, uh, kind of the spin move, breaking a tackle along the way, and really it wasn't much of a – it wasn't a great pass by Taylor Heineke to connect with Jahan. Jahan did most of the work, but what Heineke did was set up the Jahan touchdown-touchdown touchdown, touchdown, see, tongue-tied, touchdown pass by a 20, I think it was a 21-yarder or 25 yard. I can't remember the yardage exactly. It was right around that. Uh, On the previous play, it was 25 yards to Curtis Samuel. So that set up the Jahan Dotson touchdown. So, you know, you give Heineke some credit for leading that drive, but Dotson finishing it off, and now hopefully maybe this is the start of Jahan Dotson part, yeah, and coming back to be an explosive weapon.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So John Dotson, a good game. Again, he's not happy with the way that things turned out. Nobody's happy with the way that that things turned out. Look, the entire team is unhappy about the way that things turned out. And believe me, the defense is not walking out of here saying "Well, we only gave up 20 points. You guys should have scored more, even though we would tell you because we had that ability. If your defense gives up 20 points or less week in, week out, you should win in a lot of football games. But the defense themselves is not going to say that the offensive line knows they need to get better. Brian Robinson said there's things that he needs to do better. Antonio Gibson would certainly tell you the same. Taylor Heine would tell you. So, again, it takes takes more than 22 guys to win a football game. It certainly takes more than 22 to lose a football game. But game ball number two going to Deron Payne. Again, he's been having a great season. He's been showing the Washington Commanders why he's invaluable to this team, why they need to keep him now, whether or not they're going to be able to break the bank and pay him the way he wants to be paid. That's going to be uh, told during the offseason. But, again, uh, the way it's it's looking – Unless you have some sort of surefire plan to replace number 94, you got to bring him back in the offseason. And this game was a prime example of why.
2: Third down and five, eight, eight minutes left or so in overtime. He got his team off the field and gave them an excellent chance to win this game. And I thought they were going to win it on that next drive, but that ain't yeah. DeRon Payne's fault. He absolutely ate Daniel Jones in the offensive line of the Giants for lunch. That's, you know, the most notable play, had a sack, obviously, earlier and some other. Uh, important plays a- along the way. So game ball number two goes to Duron Payne. Game ball number one goes to Terry McLaurin. 12 targets, eight catches, 105 yards receiving. A score from 19 yards out, in which he broke a tackle by... Former Washington corner Fabian Moreau, we talked about earlier in the week as being a guy potentially the Washington commanders could pick on. And that's exactly what Terry did in that particular spot. He also should have drawn a defensive pass interference penalty yes. on Fabian Moreau. That was the worst, probably, of the non calls. It was initially called DPI, and then they picked up the flag, and it cost the commanders, you know, probably again, four points because I think they only got a field goal to take the. lead I want to say in that particular sequence David if I'm remembering that correct but again that would have given them a first down you know inside the 10-yard line and it was just a terrible terrible pickup of the call Um,
0: no official explanation but our understanding is deemed uncatchable
2: it was Un- uncatchable because Fabian Moreau yeah. was obstructing him. <laughs>
0: uncatchable. That's why it was. Uncatchable. Fabian Moreau said, "I miss, I miss the DMV, yeah. Terry. Let's go back right now and try My to shove him goodness. through the back corner of the end zone right. to get there." there so, know. yeah, game ball to Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry, continuing to do what he does. Chris, uh, let's wrap up this episode with uh, answering a question we got in the live chat. Is this What's a loss? I'll let you go first. Is this a loss?
2: No. No. I. I- I mean, again, it can feel like a loss, and it yeah. does. And I'm glad to hear the players say that because yes. it's sure as you know what. And feels happy to like see Ron Rivera, Matt. Absolutely, yeah. it feels like a letdown. It feels like a disappointment. It feels like you blew one, and you did. In every, and it's not just the ten nothing lead. It's not just the ten nothing lead. You had a prime opportunity in overtime after a 21 yard run from Curtis Samuel, and they blew it. Yeah. That being said, it's not a loss. It can feel like a loss, but it's not a loss. And like right. you said, we have seen – now who knows how it's going to shake out. You, What it means to me, David, is you have to win at FedEx Field yes. two weeks from right now when absolutely. you come back from the – there is no if, ands, or buts. Division game against these Giants on your home turf, you have to win. You're better than yeah. them. You have more talent than them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I don't care who you are. You should have won this game. Yeah this team should have won this game. I don't care if you want to put it on Taylor, uh, you know, I know, look, we've got 20 25 to 30 minutes so we we emphasize bits and pieces here, but make no mistake about it, this is a team loss period across the board. You can put it on anybody, you can put it on everybody. This team should have won this game. The officials are the only ones that lost this game because they are not calling the Super Bowl. I can promise you that. But the officials did not cost the Commanders this game either. Still could have won this game even with the terrible officiating uh, that we saw here and I will tell you I took a loss because I thought that the worst football I was going to see this weekend was Andy Dalton in primetime. And uh, at least there's probably going to be a winner in that game. I don't know. Heaven help me Hopefully. if I go all the way to Tampa, Florida for a tie Monday night football game. I I, I, I might take more than the bye week off, uh, personally. I'm going to say this, this. Is this a loss? It's a TBD. And I know that's not going to be a satisfying answer. Look, if at the end of the season, this half a loss, half a win gets you into the playoffs or a better seed and a better matchup, I'm not going to call it a win, but I'm not going to call it a loss either. Now, if this if this tie costs you a seed or, or haven't helped them a, a playoff spot altogether, then it's absolutely a loss. But that's going to be determined later. So right now it's just a seed planted in the season. We'll see what it turns into uh, here in, in, in about a month. All right. That's going to do
2: it for us on this particular edition, live from here at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Again, a 2020 tie. 7, 5, and 1 for the Washington Commanders heading in to the bye. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. Be sure to check out Locked On Sports today with Peter Wachowski and friends. Uh, games that matter, the biggest stories in sports, the insights, the analysis, and everything in between. Check out Locked On Sports today available on this app. YouTube, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, again, we're going to have a little bit of an irregular schedule for the next week or so between David's travels, my travels. David's going to Tampa. I'm going to Philadelphia for Army, Navy. We've got all sorts of things in between and the team has no media availability. So just stay with us, be patient. We're going to have a couple of new episodes, but not the same regular load as we take a little bit of a break and also give you guys a break from these mugs. How about that? I mean, he's handsome. I'm not. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you want I mean, to, I my shoe in,
0: game is on point, but they can't see.
2: Well, that. you know, you and Taylor Heineke. Uh, At least he's not buying shoes this week, which is not necessarily a good thing. Actually,
0: I got a text message after the game. It said, if Taylor buys J's for wins, does he buy new balances for ties? I thought it was a pretty clever text message. Uh,
2: Yeah, I'm not into that game. I wear wear Underarmors and they're beat up. You know what? Uh, Anyway, if you want to hop in, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Harrison. Safe travel from Trim, who is covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country on SI.com fan nation. I'm Chris Russell after the wrestle at MetaHurst Show. We'll hear us one to Pete be beat Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. The noon, Eastern time, anytime live, on demand, this week on the And thank you for joining us right here from MetLife Stadium on oh. Locked On Commanders Podcast.